0: Warning: While Stephanie Meyer may have written Twilight for children and young adults, Twilight, a literary podcast, contains adult content. If that kind of stuff isn't your speed, feel free to stop here. Everyone else, please sit back and enjoy our explicit podcast.
1: The end is here. It's finally over. Book 1 is done. Here on Twilight, a literary deep dive into the blood sucking, skin sparkling world of Twilight.
0: From a lifelong fan.
1: And me, a first time reader. (laughs) Join us as we try to answer the question Does "Does it suck? I saw a sign the other day.
0: What did that sign say? Well, I see
1: it every day I go to work. It's oh. a billboard and it says, Not all mammograms are the same. I kind of want mine to be the same.
0: What are you talking about?
1: It was for a uh, Houston Methodist or some hospital system.
0: But well, why would people assume that all mammograms are the same? Well,
1: they should be the same, shouldn't they? It's, a, right? it's like a it should machine. Be a, like a I don't want to go to the place with the different. The same. Yeah. Yeah. I want the standard, like, care yeah i want the normal like peer-reviewed studied mammogram i don't know why they're trying to give me these weird mammograms it's like if like like i've seen a sign for like cheapest lasik in town i don't want i don't want that i I want want at least mid-priced lasik Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i'll spend the money i don't want the cheapest option
0: yeah especially with my eyes at stake here well spencer everybody that's my co-host spencer this is jessica that's jess this is spencer jess Actually, just call and me. Jess. Usually do. Yeah. So, hey, y'all. It's the last episode of the Twilight book. This is it. This is it.
1: This is our This Is It. <laughs> Hopefully we will not.
0: Be, we will be doing the other books as well. So we will be, we'll
1: be doing the other books and the movie.
0: And the movie. And the movie. Coming up next Coming up week.
1: Next week, most likely. But yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big. Big moment.
0: I know. So let's go ahead and, and dive headfirst into it. Uh, let's do a quick refresh on what happened in today's chapters. Spencer, take it away.
1: Chapter 23, The Angle, Possibly the Angel.
0: It's the angel.
1: In the dreamlike fog of nearing consciousness, Bella feels as if she is floating underwater. From far away, she hears an angry, guttural growl, but finds the sound comforting.
0: Weird. A
1: little weird, but she's, she's shown an inclination to this kind of thing before.
0: That's very true.
1: A sharp pain in her hand nearly brings her back to the surface, but she's still un, but she is still unable to open her eyes. Through the water comes the voice of an angel confirming to her that she is dead. Called it. She's dead.
0: Wait. Uh, strangely, this angel... Was I supposed to keep reading? Yes. I stopped there. <laughs> Shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, this angel begins to weep and calls for help. <laughs> Boo-hoo. I mean, understand bleep. Hey, just uh, uh,
1: don't blink at that weeping. Actually, Oh, oh funny, because he doesn't blink. Or they don't have to blink, They don't right? have to.
0: They have to like do Make that to possible. look normal, but they don't have to blink.
1: So vampires would be the weeping angels, kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Wow
0: too bad they do not belong in the same universe.
1: Well, I'm sure there's some there's some writing you can find on the internet that could combine those.
0: <laughs> Bella feels a pressure against her head and the pain that had been tempered by the water boils up to the surface. Bella realizes that the angel is Edward and he has come to save her. Carlisle looks over her and sees that she has broken her leg and several ribs. Yikes. Oof. Um Bella, though, is only concerned about the sharp burning in her hand. And eventually, after like a long ass time of her being like, "My hand," and they're my, like, "My hand." Yeah, well, let's start getting. It. She's like, "No, you my, my hand. hand's fucking on fire." I
1: have broken ribs, and the only thing I can feel is my hand.
0: Yeah. So then they finally realize that James had bit her in her hand. I
1: think these bite marks might be from a vampire bite, <laughs> right?
0: God I the 100
1: the 100 centuries of practice doctor
0: something yeah it, but like that's actually an issue especially for for um uh, like women and more so women of color Oh.
1: Oh, 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 we're going on this topic.
0: At a, at a doctor's, like being at a doctor's yeah. office and, uh, no. and not.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> you know? it's a like, chronic that's, thing.
0: That's the kind of, that's what I kind of thought of during this part. Like, it's interesting. fucking listen to her. She's telling you her hand right. is fucked up. Well, it's, like...
1: yeah, it's, it's why uh, part of the reason they think uh, uh, African-American women in the U.S. especially is uh, they're, they have such a higher rate of death, giving birth right. in particular, it's just because they're Physicians across the board, men, women, people of color, just always, you know, don't assume or assume that they're not experiencing the same amount of pain that they're tougher than they are, or they're right. lying or, or something. Some sort of. It's shit. crazy. Like what?
0: It's like just listen to the person. They know about their body more than you know about their body. Like in right. terms of the way that it feels on a daily basis. Yeah, <laughs> They're exactly. saying something feels off. It's off. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Anyways.
1: Dang. I didn't. Ooh, I didn't. I didn't know we we're gonna get all spicy with this.
0: Yeah. it Just it came to me all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. You know what would solve that problem? Building a wall. N- no. Build a wall around every pregnant woman. <laughs> okay. Carlyle tells Edward he needs to suck out the venom, but he's afraid once he gets, his, gets a taste of her blood, he'll be unable to stop himself from taking it all. Mm-hmm. The pain in Bella's hand grows, blocking out any other sensation. Left with no choice, Edward sucks the venom from her hand. Bella can feel the fire slowly dying out, the waves of unconsciousness taking the place of the pain. Edward pulls away, saying her blood is clean, as he can taste the morphine they gave her. Hell yeah. <laughs> Having a good one. Can they get high? I they... don't think so. Oh. Damn. Bummer. And thus, the opioid crisis <laughs> gotcha. in America was born. She tells them her mother is still in Florida. As she falls asleep, she notices the smell of gasoline.
0: You know what that was? It was the smell of Gasoline. They're burning down the um, the uh, James. They're burning James. Oh, they're burning him. Okay. Well,
1: because they burn down the whole thing.
0: Right, but they specifically they have to burn have to him, burn him oh, because that's right, right. the only way to kill a vampire.
1: You're so right, you're
0: right. in chapter 24, An Impasse, Bella wakes up in a hospital bed where she should be. Um, she tries to remove the tubing attached to her nose. Which
1: is everyone's first response as soon as they... <laughs> <sighs> I, I know this from my dad. From like He's works in anesthesia. But like, as soon as someone comes out, comes back from being unconscious, the first thing they want to do is rip out every medical device that's attached to them. <laughs>
0: Which makes me cringe so hard. Right. it's oh, like, oh, you're going to do yourself, damn it. Like pulling out an IV or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Oh, that, yeah, I hate that.
0: Yeah. luckily, Edward's cool stone hands are there to stop her from, you know, pulling out her tubing. And he tells her that everything's all right and that Renee is there at the hospital. Bella asks how he explained her injuries and he says that they've been telling everyone she fell down a flight of stairs and crashed through a window.
1: Which really, she's been setting up for this lie her entire life. I it think makes the sense. M- most
0: hilarious part is that everybody just believes it. They're like, yeah, that yeah, rings yeah. true. Yeah, no,
1: it, she <laughs> falls like every five steps she takes. Like, she <laughs> has vertigo. Like, I, she has a problem.
0: In total, though, uh, Bella suffered a broken leg, four broken ribs. That's how many? Half of them, right?
1: Yo, Drew Brees, the quarterback for the Saints, uh, he went out in the middle of the game a couple weeks ago came out this week he has 11 broken ribs
0: how those are all your ribs i didn't
1: know we had that many ribs like if you had asked me like do you think we have more than 10 ribs i'm like no it's like isn't it like eight or nine right i didn't know there was that many that he could break 11 ribs or like break or crack yeah that's all your ribs
0: yeah minus like maybe one how did that one not break
1: (laughs) 12 pairs of ribs, so 24 total. We have 12
0: total- 12 pairs? I did not realize that. I thought it was much less than that. Well, Bella breaks- If that a bitch fourth- Eve hadn't <laughs> took one. Bella breaks a uh, third of her- No, 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 no. A sixth of her ribs. <laughs> Shit, how do I math? Well, anyway, she broke a lot of fucking ribs. She got some skull fractures, um, enough blood loss to require several- transfusions, which I love how Edward is like, you smelled funny.
1: Yeah, I noted that because especially if my theory of her being like AB Paws, very mm-hmm. like rich blood, mm-hmm. if she does have that, she would probably would have received O Neg because most hospitals yeah. don't carry AB. Or she would have received O, which is like the plain, you know, in my theory, is like the plain smelling right. blood, so I right. bet that would have been weird. And there's potential with transfusions that she could have developed a new antibody. So that might...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but I think she comes back to normal. like her smell returns. No, back no, she'd be
1: fine. It wouldn't be a problem. It's just that happens with transfusion. There's mm. a random antibody that's in the unit that's not like medically significant right. in and of itself, but it would show up next time she got tested oh, for antibodies. Potentially. Okay. That happens a lot.
0: Fascinating.
1: hmm Bella asks how he was able to stop himself while he sucked out the poison. And her blood. But he can only guess that it was because he truly loved her. Aww.
0: Oh. Aw.
1: She then asks about James, and Edward says Emmett and Jasper took care of him. A hint of regret in his voice that he didn't get to. Right. I mean, I'm sure he really
0: wanted to fucking fuck him up. Yeah.
1: He goes on to explain that he told Renee he was in Phoenix to try to convince Bella to return the forks, and Carlisle came with him for, quote, parental supervision.
0: Right. We got to keep up this.
1: Edward moves in to kiss her, but when their lips meet, and correct me if I misunderstood this, Bella's heart monitor flatlines. Yes. What? Did she? What?
0: You know. <laughs> that's not okay. I think that's a bit of an over-exaggeration. I don't like that part of the story.
1: I would give her an EKG or something. I would check her uh, heart. <laughs> I think she's got a problem that she's getting that excited. She's flatlining. I know. Like when the nurse comes in later and was like, hey, things look weird. She'd have been like, why did you die for five seconds? Right. No, everybody (laughs) should have been a lot
0: more concerned about this.
1: No one was. She (laughs) died.
0: God damn. Despite just making her heart literally stop, Edward goes in for another kiss. This time only making her rate rapidly increase rather than fucking stop. He pulls away when he hears her mother coming. She walks in and immediately goes to smother Bella and hugs and tears while Edward pretends to be asleep. I
1: just thought it'd be funny if, like, at this moment, Edward just accidentally fell asleep <laughs> and then, like, realized he just never tried it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I can sleep. I just don't have to.
0: Oh, wow. That would be cool, though. Like, if you, I like, could sleep, I would do it a lot. You,
1: fucking, you would sleep just as much if you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Wild.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Renee reveals that Bella's injuries were so severe that she had to be kept sedated for several days. She then complete. Oh, sorry. She then immediately starts thirsting after the Collins. You know, like mother, like daughter.
1: Hey, I get it.
0: I mean, shit. I Carlisle's saw Carlisle for the handsome. first time recently,
1: and boy, is he handsome. Oh yeah, blew me away. Yeah, literally, I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> you were... The conversation shifts to Phil, Renee's boyfriend. He just got signed to the Jacksonville Suns, which are, I looked up, are now the Jacksonville Shrimp.
0: Goddamn.
1: Which, better name, perfect name for Jacksonville. (laughs) Um, It's a minor league baseball team. And they'll now be moving to Florida, to which Renee, quote, says the humidity isn't that bad. As someone who's spent a lot of time in Florida, I would say it is worse than you think, especially coming from Phoenix.
0: Humidity is always bad. Yeah. There's never been a case where I'm like, yes, I want humidity.
1: Right. But, like, in Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. Fuck that. Bella interrupts her mom, saying she doesn't want to move to Florida. She wants to stay in Forks. Renee asks if it's because uh, old Eddie boy there. Mm-hmm. And Bella admits that he's part of the reason, but also she has friends, and she has a daddy swan to look after.
0: After, you know, he forgives her for the fucking heartbreak.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they kind of gloss over that. I know. Uh, poor guy. Renee says Edward clearly loves her and clearly is worried about bella uh, at
0: renee's worried about bella repeating yeah right
1: right right. renee says edward clearly loves her but she's worried about bella repeating her own mistakes bella comforts her by saying well no it's only a crush Uh, that's a lie it's only a crush mom
0: my heart literally stopped earlier when he kissed me that is a heart
1: condition that is not love Ladies and gentlemen, you should know that I'm not a doctor, but I could. I feel confident saying that. <laughs> she gets up to take a call. She's expecting from Phil, and on her way out, she casually mentions that the uh, ballet studio that she went to as a kid uh, was uh, burned down, and oh, there was a stolen car found outside of it. How funny! That's I'm surprised weird.
0: they didn't talk about what kind of car I was outside.
1: Literally was gonna say that joke. <laughs> I was like, the first time a car has been mentioned without giving it its Auto Trader specs,
0: right? <laughs> So a nurse comes in to check Bella's vitals and is understandably concerned with the random spikes and flat line of her heart rate. Yeah, and
1: troughs in her heart rate.
0: (laughs) She asks Bella if she's okay and confusingly says that the RN will come in soon. So
1: who was that? I was so. Conf- I read this like five times. So the nurse comes in, and she's like, okay, well, then I'll, well, I'll tell the nurse when the nurse comes in. And well, I'm it like, might have just you? been a
0: nurse passing through um, and then said, oh, I'll let your nurse know.
1: No, but she said the RN.
0: Oh, that's weird.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I kept reading it. I was like, I must be reading this wrong because it literally says, calls this one lady a nurse, and then that nurse says the RN like it's like But
0: RN is just a nurse.
1: It's just a registered nurse. Yeah. It's not like a um, like a nurse practitioner or like right. an NP or something. Like We're I don't so know, it's strange. weird. Yeah. In inaccuracy.
0: <laughs> Anyways, whenever they become alone again, Edward asks why Bella wouldn't want to live in Florida. Once they're alone, again, Edward asks Bella why she wouldn't want to live in Florida. And she points out that Edward would have to stay inside all day, duh. But then Edward awkwardly tells her, I would stay here in Forks. But before Bella can process fully what he just said, the RN walks in and asks Bella if she needs any pain meds. She says no, and the RN leaves.
1: Man, this this part was tough. I really felt for Bella. Mm-hmm. Like it, Meyer really wrote her pain. Like, it felt, like, really wretched. yeah. As soon as the RN is gone, Bella begins to break down, voice breaking and tears welling up in her eyes. She begs for Edward to stay. tries to calm her down, but she struggles to hold back her sobs. She asks if he's tired of saving her, and he responds that he just wants to keep her safe, pointing out her current condition.
0: Bella asks why Edward didn't let the poison spread and turn her into a vampire. Edward is angry, realizing Alice must have told her about the process, but he stays silent. Bella notices the deep blackness of his eyes. She continues, arguing that if he turned her, she wouldn't need saving. Edward is unconvinced, and he won't let her abandon her life so easily. He doesn't see his immortality as a gift. Instead, he sees it as a curse and unnatural.
1: Bella points out that she could find another vampire to turn her if Edward won't, and he snaps that Alice would never do that. Don't even ask Alice to do that. She won't do it. <laughs> I don't even think about it. <laughs> Bella realizes that Alice must have seen her in one of her visions one day becoming a vampire. Oh yeah. He doesn't deny it, but reminds Bella that Alice Alice also predicted that Bella would die. So who knows It's even gonna who happen? Knows?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Realizing they weren't gonna agree anytime soon, Edward calls in the nurse to give Bella pain meds.
0: I mean, she needs to consent to them, Edward. Shit.
1: Ah, she'll be fine. She'll be asleep. Don't even worry about it. As as she drifts off into a sweet morphine bliss, Edward whispers, I love you.
0: Finally. On to the epilogue. An occasion. Boy, is it. Sometime in the near future, a tuxedo-clad Edward is helping Bella into a car. Her hair is done up in curls, and she's wearing a deep blue satin dress and a single stiletto heel paired with a leg cast. (laughs) iconic
1: mm-hmm. copy this look <laughs> <laughs> one of those uh reddit or like pinterest board things where it's like oh yeah <laughs> how to get how to achieve this look and it's like <laughs> fall through a window
0: <laughs> edward is keeping their destination a secret much to bella's frustration as they drive edward receives a call from charlie He laughs and asks to speak to the unknown person there. (laughs) That's there with Charlie. (laughs) And who who else is it but the king douche himself, Tyler Crowley. Edward (laughs) tells him Bella will be busy that night and every night for the foreseeable future. And
1: Edward knows because every night he is watching Bella.
0: Absolutely. And it's only then that Bella realizes where they're going.
1: He's taking her to prom. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're going to so prom. so funny that
0: Tyler Crowler thought that she was On actually going to go night? with
1: him. And that, like, Like, she did would... y'all not
0: consult it beforehand?
1: And he thought he would, and she wasn't going, he would go with her, like, last minute. Like No,
0: because remember, that was whenever he asked her to the dance, and she was like, no, and he was like, okay, maybe prom. Oh,
1: he yeah, he did just decide then, they were going to prom. Yeah, and
0: told everyone they were going to go to prom.
1: <laughs> That's right. He just, he just. She's like, no, no, she will. And then he
0: shows up at her house the night of. How embarrassing.
1: Well, he said they were going to prom.
0: He deserves it.
1: He deserves nothing. Bella is upset at the ruse, but feels better when she learns that the other Collins will be there. To prevent Bella inevitably falling and breaking her neck, the two dance with Edward holding her just a few inches in the air. Nice. A little sweet. Edward's mood suddenly sours as Jacob Black approaches and rather boldly asks to dance with Bella. Mm. Team Ed versus Love Team me Jacob, some Jacob begins. Right here. Oh man. Edward acquiesces and her and Jacob dance. Bella notices Jacob's actually grown several inches since she last saw him, but I mean who cares? That's not <laughs> that that's, yeah, that's Doesn't not matter. important. Six two, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Jacob admits that he's there to deliver a message from his father, Billy Ugh. Black.
1: <laughs> so sick of Billy Black.
0: I know. Well, Billy wants Bella to break up with Edward, um, and says in quotations we will be watching
1: billy i know what you're trying to do but you're doing it in the creepiest way i know you're being so it's just not God damn it. does he have no idea how teenagers work this is exactly Obviously what you not. shouldn't do you no. were pushing her into his arms whatever
0: edward takes back over and once bella calms him down he takes bella outside he notes that it's Twilight. He said it. He said it. It's the name. Signifying the end to another day and a book. A book. <laughs> Lamenting that even the most perfect days always come to an end. He tells Bella the reason he brought her to prom was to make sure she didn't miss out on any normal human activities. In his eyes, he was supposed to have died in 1918, and he wants Bella's life to continue as if he actually did.
1: Well, bit late for that, Eddie. <laughs> Bella correctly points out that there was no way she would have ever gone to prom without Edward. True. Edward then asks her where she thought they were going tonight. Which like, I you th- didn't
0: know that it was fucking prom? Like, y'all are dressed up.
1: You're dressed f- like, like you're going to prom. Right. I thought she might have thought they were, like, getting married. And oh. I was like, this bitch is crazy. No. But that wouldn't have made sense because she right. would have been wearing, like, a white dress. Right. Rightfully embarrassed, Bella admits that she thought he was going to turn her into a vampire. Why she thought this process would involve formal dress is unclear
0: he briefly fakes like he is going to turn her but then uh, laughs and asks if she really dreams of becoming a monster she responds that she dreams of being with him
1: all right and at this point babe I thought since it's very like dialogue heavy very wordy mm-hmm. uh, I thought we could just re you know recreate the last the last you know oh I love parts. this idea yeah, yeah so i right. to the read them out I can go ahead and read all the um The text um, and Edward's lines, and you can read Bella's, from um, his expression
0: changed.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. So we're just going to read the last little part of the book here, just so you guys can really understand it. Yeah. You know, give us a finality to it. His expression changed, softened and saddened by the subtle ache in his voice. Bella. His fingers lightly traced the shape of my lips. I will stay with you. Isn't that enough? I smiled under his fingertips.
0: Enough for now.
1: He frowned at my tenacity. No one was going to surrender tonight. He exhaled, and the sound was practically a growl. Oh, wait. (laughs) I touched his face. Look, I said,
0: I love you more than everything else in the world combined. Isn't that enough?
1: Yes, it's enough, he answered, smiling. Enough for forever. And then he leaned down to press his cold lips once more to my throat. And he sunk his teeth in. No, he didn't. Okay, no. He just put his lips to her throat.
0: Yeah. And look at that. And that's Twilight. And that's wow. Twilight.
1: Who knew Edward had a southern accent this whole time?
0: <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, that's what I heard. You know who does have a southern accent? Jasper Whitlock, ma'am. Yup. Which you'll you'll get to know Jasper's backstory in book three. Hmm. Well, Spencer, that's a lot of information we've yeah. learned in these few last few chapters, but also the entire book. I know. You know? So I'd like to ask you, Spence, what have you learned about vampires? And do you have any predictions for what's to come?
1: So we didn't get a ton of info about vampires. We're kind of done with that for a while, I believe. But we did learn that Alice has envisioned or predicted that Bella will become a vampire, which I... Or die. Well, she said she was going to die by James, which didn't oh. happen. Or maybe I misunderstood that.
0: I I always took it to mean, like, she's either going to die or she's going to end up as one of us. Like, she's not going to survive as a human, pretty much.
1: Well, yeah, but no no human does. They all die.
0: Right, but... But, it,
1: yeah, I know. know what you mean. Rosalie still hates Bella. And, <laughs>
0: as, as usual. And
1: wore what must have been an insane dress based on the description.
0: Oh yeah. They said the neckline sexy. went down to her waist. Yeah.
1: What the f- I know. <laughs> just, yes. I don't know if that'd be allowed at a high called Yeah. At, so it might be a But a patent Yeah,
0: who knows? They're hey. vampires. Hey,
1: slay girl. Uh, it looks like the uh, werewolves are setting up to be our antagonists moving forward at least oh, in like We the don't ne-
0: know they're werewolves yet.
1: Well, but I know they're werewolves. Sure. They're werewolves. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they're werewolves. OK, uh, but Jacob and the black family, that seems to be like uh, clearly ending, you know, in our epilogue, mm-hmm. putting in that kind of cliffhanger of sorts, clearly setting up. And I think we're going to see definitely a conflict as things get more intense with mm-hmm. Billy Black in, in the vamps that uh, Edwards or not Edwards, sorry, uh, Jacob's going to be probably conflicted. It's probably going to struggle with which side he's on. No, as he really, really likes Bella. Well, because, I mean, I think he's definitely going to go with his tribe, but he clearly loves Bella and, like, you know, I don't know. There may be some problems there, but I guess it's more directed at Edward than, like, Bella. Right. We'll see. But but Jacob's been skeptical of his uh, father's beliefs.
0: Oh, yeah. He doesn't so. believe him at all.
1: But, I mean, once he starts turning into a werewolf, they will probably have to believe him. R- well, be I guess a we'll find out. Yeah, I guess so. But that's, that's it. So I guess that just leaves us...
0: To head down the road to pretension. Let's
1: head down that dirty old dank dusty road, <laughs> dank milkweed road.
0: What milkweed? Are you saying that there's butterflies around there? No. Butterflies love milkweed.
1: Um, they. Th-
0: right, if you want to make like a butterfly garden, you'll you put milkweed in there.
1: Babe, you didn't hear? All the butterflies died of COVID. Shit. All of them.
0: You know what that reminds me of? Um, Death. When we, whenever I was in Corpus, I think it was before you were living there, mm. but um, there was a butterfly migration that came through. It was like fucking weird. Yeah. It was like kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. I remember driving through it with my sister, Lynette, and um, just it was like them. it just like okay, y- you ever see that like uh screensaver, uh, that old screensaver yeah, where like... you're flying through the stars? That's what it was like. It was like these like white tiny little butterflies, uh-huh. just like it was like almost we were driving through a vortex. It it's was like snowing. And then like the next day, like they were all gone. Mm-hmm. It was like just one day, but they were also like dead everywhere around campus, Jeez. and um, you know how whenever there's sliding doors there's usually like an entry a little way mm-hmm. so the first set of sliding doors and then the second set of doors mm-hmm. um an atrium yes well over by the uh, like athletic area Mm -hmm. um i was coming out there like leaving the gym to go to my dorm or whatever and (laughs) fucking in that one little space Mm -hmm. there were like hundreds of them (laughs) some some of them still alive but most of them like dead on on the floor like in the grates and shit yeah and one like flew into my shirt and i had like a total freak (laughs) out moment um but (laughs) i don't know what we're talking about but that just made me think of that Anyways, let's go to the road to (laughs) pretension.
1: So our major theme for this week is Twilight.
0: Fuck yeah.
1: It's the name of the book.
0: It is. It's a thing.
1: As we uh, close out our first book in the series, we finally, if not a bit clumsily, get the meaning of the book's title. It's a little ham-fisted, but it's fine. Edward mentions it twice, giving us two reasons behind the choice of the name. So his first quote, Twilight again. Another ending. No matter how perfect the day is, it always has to end. And then, again, he says, So ready for this to be the end. For this to be the twilight of your life, though your life has barely started. So with the first quote, really, it's, it sums up Edward's view on him being a vampire. He's he's made it clear that it's he sees it as a curse, not as a gift or, or some kind of superpower. Because immortality does sound tantalizing on paper, but you can imagine the pain that must come with watching everyone you know around you die.
0: Right. Yeah, like you're you have to end your human life in order to live your vampire life.
1: Right. Mind. And when he says that day is always has to end, he isn't ta- he isn't talking about himself. For him days don't really ever end. He I mean he doesn't sleep. He's perpetually awake. He's just ceaselessly moving forward in his life that does not end. Instead, he he what he's thinking of is other people, and including Bella at this point, mm-hmm. that he has watched age and die over and over again. Everyone except for his family grows and changes and eventually decays while he remains frozen in time, a life that was never supposed to be. And what I imagine to be a sort of survivor's guilt, he has to cope with escaping the one experience – since I assume the Colons pay taxes, that all <laughs> living creatures share. Death. The second quote is is more about Bella. I mean, when he's saying it to her, but you know, right. it, it kind of sums up her the meaning of the book for her. And he's essentially boiling down her character arc in the books and what I imagine will be going forward into a single question. As a teen, you always want to be an adult or at least be treated like an adult. But unfortunately, no matter how many people warn you that that it'll happen once you become an adult you immediately wish you appreciated being a kid more right like not having to deal with
0: so many responsibilities right and just
1: yeah there's a freedom and and a a specialness of that time even though it's not great right sucks being a teenager too but you know like as soon as you become an adult you're like man i wish i could be a teenager. yeah you appreciate what it was
0: to be a teenager more
1: right and no matter how many people warn you you don't believe them no And essentially, Edward is giving her that same warning. Don't be so quick to assume that what you want now is what you will want forever, especially when that forever is very much literal.
0: Right. (laughs) Like, you can't take that decision back.
1: Yeah, exactly. He may come off a little dismissive or even condescending, but it is true. He's had more than a lifetime to come to terms with what he is. Bella's life is still just a sunrise, and Edward wants her to appreciate that beauty before she forces it to set forever.
0: I mean, that's kind of understandable from yeah. this point of
1: view. No, and I think that makes sense. So I it, it's really, I, I actually like that. You kind of get the title kind of put into context for both characters and right. what it would mean, what a Twilight...
0: Means to her versus him.
1: Right. For him, it's a perpetual kind of uh, nightmare almost. And yeah. for her, it's like a, a choice to go to that same place. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's those two perspectives. Right. Now to prove that YA can be lit too we'll see how Twilight compares to a classic piece of literature. We'll be looking at not so much a book, but a tool used to analyze books. This week, we'll be examining the concept of the hero's journey, which comes from the book The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell.
0: Ooh, so I'm excited about this because I I do know a bit about the hero's journey. Okay, even, yeah. even though I haven't like I don't know anything about this story, but yeah, but uh, that is something that we use to study, like for like the Odyssey and exactly. other shit like that.
1: So the hero's journey is a concept popularized by Joseph Campbell in his book, A Hero with a Thousand Faces, or The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Also known as the monomyth, the hero's journey is a narrative template used to analyze and compare commonalities in stories, especially ones where it's a hero going on some kind of adventure. Mm -hmm. While not always universally true, the structure can be seen anywhere from Greek mythology, like you said, Mm -hmm. to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. For our final episode of Twilight, I wanted to look at the story as applied to this template. However, the outline consists of 17 stages divided into three parts, uh, being departure, initiation, return. Since that would be way too long, even for me, to want to go into. (laughs) Yeah. I will be just looking at the first section, departure, and the subsections within it.
0: Can't wait.
1: Yeah. So... We have five parts in Departure, beginning with one call to adventure. Mm. So, this is where the hero of our story is in their normal, mundane world, but they receive information that thrusts them into the unknown. Their you're a wizard, Harry moment, if mm-hmm.
0: you will.
1: While the secret of Edward's tomb, true nature isn't so much revealed all at once like in Harry Potter,
0: mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the, you, this moment, I think, comes when Bella is pushed. Uh, the moment Bella is pushed from her world into the world of vampires come when she is saved from Ty- Chow- Tywa, <laughs> Tywa, Tywa awful driving. Oh, yeah. Bella suspected there was something different about Edward and the Cullens, you know, from the get go. But all those little quirks could at least be somewhat rationally explained away mm-hmm. or kind of ignored. But when he saves her and Bella is witness to his inhuman abilities, she is permanently changed. Her oh. life is forever altered yeah. i mean not just the fact that she didn't die when she was you know maybe supposed to quote unquote <laughs> yeah. but you know even if their relationship ended there and never talked again bella would forever have to reconcile with the fact that there's at least one person in the world who possesses powers greater than thought to be humanly possible
0: absolutely so, or if this story went the uh, another way like in uh fucking oh shit what's the name of that movie where they all tried to cheat death <laughs> Oh, uh, Prem- where they have like the premonition or whatever.
1: Uh, not Final Fantasy. Uh,
0: it's Final Destination. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's her final yeah. destination. Theme. Right. And
1: it's like, you know, no matter what, Miss as Edward be- aside, like she is now privy to the knowledge that there is a world of superhumans or yeah. at least one. So, right. You know, that's her call to adventure. She's being given this information. Hey, there's this now. So what do you do with that? Well, part two in the monomyth would Fall be... Fall in love with them. Yes.
0: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: Part two would be refusal of the call. So when the hero is presented with the opportunity for adventure, they initially decline, whether out of fear, self-doubt, or some other reason. Mm-hmm. They feel that they are not suitable for the challenge ahead. Uh, You know, again... Just hair. kind of
0: like show that they're actively thinking about it, kind well, of?
1: Right. Well, and it's like, uh, because you need to go... You need it to have your hero rise. They need to be low. So you mm-hmm. need, they can't just be like, yep, I'm an adventurer. I'm doing it right now. Then you need them to grow. You know, it's kind of like Harry has all his, to use Harry Potter again, he's insecure. He's like, I can't be a wizard. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? No, this is all dumb. Whatever. I don't, I don't know.
0: Versus but. young Voldemort. Who was exactly. more like, i oh, like I'm made for this. Knew it. Do and it. And that's why he's the villain and not the her- hero.
1: <laughs> oh, we should analyze Harry Potter. Like, we should binge Harry Potter.
0: There's already a podcast on Where they that.
1: binge Harry Potter? Yeah. No. It's called
0: binge mode. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh God. Oh,
1: no. We're frauds. So of all the sections, this one fits Bella the least, I feel like. She's actually pretty headstrong throughout the book and kind of the main driver of the plot. It's actually Edward who's more hesitant about the relationship yeah. and initially wants no part of it. I mean, Bella is like, oh, maybe... I don't know, but like she pretty pretty quickly is like, nah, he's a vampire. That's wild.
0: Well, whenever she was like doing the research, I think she was pretty back and forth. I think because she, she was mulling over it, and it wasn't until like she she had a moment where she decided
1: right. that she
0: didn't care that he was a vampire.
1: Right, but she never has the moment where like she wants to get away from that. She like no, is I think of it's it. just more. Uh,
0: but it's I more, think you can apply it learning. to her. Uh, kind of trying to figure out what's happening here do i yeah, but that's is more it weird learning. is it off i don't know it's more
1: learning than like refusing yeah kind of i guess wanting so. a part of it but but you know like i said up top like it's never it's not supposed to be perfectly aligned but that's yeah. what makes try it interesting it doesn't quite line up like that because mm-hmm. they kind of do it differently it's where it's more edward who's the hesitant one who's like no this is not going to work Right. Can't go down this way. But it also, I think, shows, you know, another example, at least in this book, of Bella having more agency and being more in control of the situation that I think she's giving credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's kind of dismissed as a character in that way. But She's very open.
0: headstrong. Especially
1: at the beginning of this book. She was very, very much the person making things happen and, yeah. and making all the decisions. Part three, supernatural aid. Mm, Yes. Once a hero commits to their journey, they are joined by a supernatural person or creature to help guide them through the new world that they've discovered. So this one's interesting when you apply it to Twilight because our supernatural being happens to be romantically involved with our hero.
0: That's complicated.
1: So um, complicates it a bit. So even more, Bella and Edward sort of act as supernatural aids to each other. While Bella is the one guided through the vampire world that Myers created, and also acting as our audience surrogate, so we we can too learn about this world. Right. They together have to learn to navigate the perils of interspecies dating, mm. with Edward having to remember that she eats
0: and that she is breakable,
1: and she is Has breakable her and not just her hymen.
0: <laughs> God damn it. A virginity is a social construct.
1: Yeah, it is. Hell okay. of a construct.
0: Mm.
1: I like to deconstruct your your virginity.
0: Me too. Hmm.
1: Verge out. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. I got them. Four. Speaking of losing virginity, crossing the threshold. <laughs> God. The hero fully leaves their own world for a new one, which their adventure in which their adventure lies. So I think this moment for Bella is when she visits the Cole and family home. While meeting Edward shows her that this new world, this supernatural world exists and introduces that element to her life, meeting the family is now an acceptance of this world as a real thing. You know, like yeah. she is now going, okay, I am actually engaging and taking this world into my life and really integrating myself with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the baseball game, especially, I think is the first true step for Bella in the wider culture of vampires. So it's like drinking a lot of beer. And then actually going to Oktoberfest. Okay. Yeah. You know, or it's yeah. like drinking your local brewery's uh, Oktoberfest beer and then versus actually going to Oktoberfest in Germany and enjoying it. Right. She's now like really in it. Yeah. Gets us to our final part here in our first section five, belly of the whale. Mm. Like Jonah. Hey, is Jonah in the whale?
0: That I was just going to ask you because I almost said um, Noah, but Noah's with the Ark. Jonah, yeah. I think, is the whale guy. Yeah.
1: I mean, Noah's parting the seas, so, like, how would he end up in the whale?
0: No, I think that was Abraham.
1: Oh, yeah, no, Noah's ark. Noah's on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Abraham. Lincoln. (laughs) uh,
0: Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I'm one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Anyways. Let's, I praise we're Lilith. Cut out all of that, I would rather praise Lilith Hell than yeah.
1: Eve. I'd, I'd choose Bilith. Bilith. <laughs> so dumb. God, okay, we're just starting us all over. Part five: Belly of the Whale. The hero faces the final separation from their old life. Here, the hero, fully invested in their new adventure, is willing to sacrifice and change themselves for the sake of their new goals.
0: Hell yeah! This is um. Uh, what's coming to mind is the prologue prologue is that yeah. what it's called
1: mm-hmm. yep i'm gonna quote it okay
0: oh we're on the yeah. same page <laughs>
1: typically at this stage the hero faces their first real challenge or setback um and i think obviously this... sorry
0: preface that's what it's called it's called the preface
1: mm. obviously for bella this is facing off with the hunter like she said in the prologue or preface i guess now Like she said in the preface, when life offers you a dream so far beyond any of your expectations, it's not reasonable to grieve when it comes to an end. So James really is the embodiment of the consequences of her choices. He is the entrance fee for the supernatural world that she wants to enter. Mm -hmm. And by overcoming this challenge, she has proven her commitment to her journey and sets the stage for her continued growth throughout the rest of the story.
0: I like that. Yeah.
1: So I might go back to this uh, template maybe at the end of the series. Uh, We'll see how
0: I feel. Um, I'd like to do that.
1: Yeah. I think that'd be cool. But I thought that was a a fun way to look at the series, look at the book as we come to the end here.
0: Yeah. I'm with you there.
1: Yeah. That's enough for me. Uh, Why don't we uh, mosey on off this dusty old road and let's pull up to a abandoned barn house in the middle of the woods. Where we can find some fun facts graffitied on the walls.
0: Hey, y'all. It's me, the creepy witch that lives in the abandoned barn house oh, in the yeah. woods. Um, Thank and God.
1: I thought you were going to be a child molester.
0: No, no, no. I'm a <sighs> witch. Good. So I'll curse all the child molesters. Plus. I got you. Anyways, so you all know that this is the end of the twilight book and i didn't want to end the book without giving y'all a little extra info on the book's villain nice so friends today i will be talking about james now our evil boy was born around 1780 in pennsylvania to a frenchman and an english girl who had come to america as an indentured servant and then ran away from her master James' father was a trapper. Um, so he would trap, track and trap animals. Um, and he taught James how to hunt and track animals as well. And sometime before his 11th birthday, both of Jane's parents were killed by the um, indigenous Native Americans in the area. The Quailudes? No, no, no. It was, I think it starts with an I. I don't know how to pronounce it. And I'm
1: apologize. The Quailudes?
0: No, no, babe. We're on the other side of the country. I
1: thought they were all the same. Because they would
0: travel between Montreal and Pennsylvania area.
1: So there's more than one tribe?
0: Yes. Oh, good for them. But by the time both of his parents died, his tracking and trapping skills were already quite impressive. And so he was able to fend for himself very well. He actually grew a a reputation as the best tracker on the frontier. Unfortunately, he was also considered to be the ugliest tracker on the frontier. The movie would say otherwise. I mean, shit, he's hot in the movie. I'll, say, I'll definitely say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he didn't really care about that. He was all about winning. He was boastful and honestly sounds like a fucking prick. Um, oh, yeah. He would win all the skill competitions. How many and, like,
1: competitions they have back then?
0: Who knows? I don't know. That's, they probably threw, like We're in the frontier. That's all they had to do was just hunt for fun. One night, though, he was in Montreal, and he met a Frenchman.
1: Bonjour, I am the Frenchman.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: I, I promise I am not even here. Hmm? <laughs> I mean, we. <oui?
0: laughs> he claimed to be a tracker. Uh, uh, Me tracker. Well, he offered a competition to James, claiming to be able to beat him at anything as long as the competition was at night. James, being the total fucking meathead that he is, obviously agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to spice things up, the Frenchman then upped the stakes to life or death. So James agreed, of course, because why not? Um, And the test was to...
1: See who can eat those many snails.
0: (laughs) I fought in your general direction. I fought
1: in your general direction.
0: (laughs) So the test was to... Release a marked deer into the wilderness, give it about an hour head start, and then track it down. The Frenchman found his deer in, you know, just a few minutes and uh, won, but whenever he brought his carcass to James, as James had just started tracking his own deer, he cried fowl. James, not the bird, I mean, but fowl as in cheat, cheater, you know, because like a fowl is a bird. And they're hunting. Anyways, they have
1: no idea what you're talking about. Um, never, what's a bird?
0: James claimed the Frenchman had some sort of advantage, and that if James were given the same advantage, he'd be sure to win. Well, Frenchman loved a good joke. And since he had to kill James, anyways, due to the life or death stakes, he decided, well, I'll give him what he wants. And uh, so, the, nope. Nope. He bit him because this Frenchman was indeed a vampire.
1: Oh, I lied before. And Aren't I so sneaky.
0: He thought it was fucking hilarious. Bit him, ran off laughing. Said, "Hey, uh, yeah, find yeah, me yeah, in about yeah, ten yeah. years. We'll do this again.
1: We'll uh, smoke cigarettes and yeah. wear striped shirts."
0: But jokes on him because James quite enjoyed being a vampire. His tracking skills were were heightened, and he fucking loved that shit. After his newborn years, James decided to track down the Frenchman and kill him as a way of winning that original bet.
1: Which is very easy because he just had to. Find the stinkiest cheese in the country.
0: That's not what the bet was.
1: No, to find the Frenchman.
0: Oh. You just
1: followed the scent of smelly cheese. Really? Yeah. Okay. The French smell bad.
0: No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. How many of you met? They don't exactly. Um. So after killing the Frenchman. Uh, James would try and have fun by creating challenges for himself, like uh, tracking down an animal or human. Um, but he would often get bored and try to up the stakes to make it more exciting. Uh, eventually, he moved on from just tracking humans to tracking and killing vampires, which almost cost him his life quite a few times. And but, then did. Uh, well, yeah, it ultimately did. And he, But he liked the game. A while later, while in England playing his game... He met a vampire called Victoria. He didn't really meet her. He he only caught her scent and decided to track her. And this ended up being the longest hunt he had ever embarked on. While James himself knew his tracking skills were beyond the normal, like even for vampires, he also knew this vampire he was tracking, their ability to avoid being caught was also beyond the normal. James is considered gifted in as in his like abilities were like that of Edward or Alice.
1: He was a GT student
0: right he could always predict his praise move in in, in, in advance mm-hmm. um, Victoria though was also gifted in that she could see his plans and thus avoid him nah. yeah. So eventually, his curiosity outgrew his need to kill her for the game, and he instead wanted to find her to learn more about her. Mm. Um, And Victoria's powers allowed her to notice this shift in his goals, and so she allowed him to finally catch up to her.
1: Victoria Mm. was victorious.
0: Mm, Indeed. They were definitely immediately attracted to each other, and they decided to team up. She was all about self-preservation and knew having such a lethal partner would be beneficial. And he knew that his shenanigans would often get him in trouble, and Victoria would allow him to get away from the danger his actions would cause. So after a while, Victoria just became completely bonded to him in the way that vampires do bond like for life. Mm-hmm. So she became bonded to him. Um, she, he was her mate, but James was never really committed like that, and no. he was just basically using her.
1: She saw it as a covalent bond, and he was thinking it more like a hydrogen bond.
0: Correct. So
1: Man, this leads us to people Atlas. love that that uh, metaphor. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure they totally understand what it means. A hydrogen bond is a very weak bond.
1: Yeah, but a covalent bond Shit, share strong
0: Yeah. So
1: isn't that ionic?
0: This story.
1: I think someone's come up with that instead of the ironic song? Um, Turn it ionic, and then that you can teach use I'm that sure song you teach can, ionic Although bonds. you didn't
0: say anything about ionic bonds. You no, but I just
1: covalent. thought of that one part. I'll work on it.
0: Okay. We'll bring it back.
1: I'm going to have so much cut from this episode. You really are. (laughs) But I'm having fun.
0: Well, anyways, this leads our story to Alice. James caught her scent while on another hunt, and like Bella's scent is to Edward's, so is Alice's scent to James. He had to have her. And it was Victoria that first realized Alice was protected by another vampire. Victoria warned James, making him hesitate giving Alice just enough time to escape the way that she did, meaning the vampire that was protecting her hid her, mm-hmm. bit her, and then he came in to, like, waste time. Mm-hmm. Um, and James, actually, I don't think he ever forgave Victoria for that. He, like, kind of blames her for it. I would. But uh, we pretty much know the story with Alice and James and how he, you know, turned her, or he didn't turn her, but he... Um, lost her mm-hmm. he was the only prey that got away from her besides bella
1: do you think he would have reacted more when he saw her again
0: yeah i think he was trying to keep it yeah set, like chill about it.
1: chill yeah I'm but chill i think
0: i'm gonna end his story here because yeah. uh, we'll learn more about these other people later oh, okay so yeah
1: did he become more attractive when he became a
0: vampire? He did, yes. Okay,
1: so they do. It does make him more attractive. Yes. Okay. he
0: wasn't considered ugly. Like, he wasn't considered, like, how Rosalie is beautiful, but it remarkably does up, even for a vampire. But it ups your looks. It definitely ups Yeah, your isn't that he more <laughs> her attractive.
1: power is just she's hot? Yes. Ah, what a power. Absolutely. Well, all right. I guess that's it. Jess, what are we gonna, what are we looking at next week?
0: So next week is the movie episode. Yeah. So we've already started watching the movie. We have I'm really started. excited about that. Yeah. Um We still have to finish it, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to record that episode yeah so we're gonna be doing that one that'll come out next week and then i believe the week after that we have a special interview yeah that mm-hmm. we're gonna be posting because so we we need to take like a little bit of a break from the story so mm-hmm.
1: we can work on um our next couple yeah, episodes but we're new good moon and stuff but we have a great interview with this author uh, amy shea i'll post about it on our social media as remind you guys but uh it'll be coming up um it's really cool she's really fun And uh, we'll point y'all to to her work because it's actually really good, and uh, we had a really good time talking to her.
0: Yeah, so just be on the lookout for that. We Mm -hmm. probably won't start New Moon for another two weeks Mm -hmm. um, after this comes out, so Mm -hmm. y'all just stay tuned for that.
1: You stay tootin'.
0: Stay tootin'.
1: Stay tootin'.
0: You can also, you know... Chill out with us on Facebook or Twitter yeah. or Instagram. Come you to know, our house. We're there. You can find it. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you. If you want to give us money, where can you go, Spence? Website. What's our website?
1: twilightpod.com. Great. Yeah, yeah you can find a link to that on our Facebook page. And, yeah, uh, our theme song is by my bud Alex Chavez. You can find his stuff also on Facebook, more of his music and other projects he's working on at Vintage Attire Music on facebook and as always guys you keep up keep up that reading
0: yeah don't suck don't suck don't do it
1: stop unless you're sucking venom out of someone's hand right no
0: but i mean but like, then
1: only suck it just, 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 just enough until you
0: taste the morphine
1: <laughs> that's it that's our official advice since podcast suck till you taste the morphine
0: hell yeah bye, bye. Hey, yesterday was Thanksgiving.
1: Wow, it was. Wow. <laughs> Stop the recording. Stop it. P- pause it.